This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Save Eureka Podcast 15, Right as Rains. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. One, one, there is a virus on the internet. <laughs> wow. I, oh, that, that was great. That and the Isocard processor. That, that, those are the two things that did it for me this episode. Isocard. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. All the best technology from the 1984. <laughs> you know, when we started watching this, I was like, oh, man, this is the one with that blonde, you know, what's his name? Uh, Ricky Schroeder looking dude, you know. I know it's not Ricky Schroeder, but Callister Reigns. Yeah, but I, I know I mean I was trying to think of Ricky Schroeder. Um oh. yeah, Callister Reigns and I was like, ah, I didn't really like this episode. But then, you know, in rewatching it, I did like it. I, I thought, thought it was, it was kind good. of fun. Yeah. That is the type of name that Stark would pick if he were naming people. I know Callister. I know. Jackson like- Hunterson. <laughs> <laughs> Parker Candide. Yeah, I mean, I, there were a number of things that I really liked about this the first time around. And and again, when we watched it this time, I think, first of all, it, it does a lot to humanize Stark, which I like. I think that's cool. You know, it's amazing. Not only does it humanize him, but it's amazing how far they have to go to humanize him. I mean, he cries, and I just barely get that little connection with him, you know? That's because you hate like, Stark. I don't hate Stark. I just, I, I, I'm kind of Stark-hater. cold toward him. <laughs> it's like his son's dying it's like okay well maybe he gets a pass just today this time. kind of <laughs> if he has to I mean, well that's geez. what it takes to get him to show to like crack his facade just a little bit he's a tough dude man what's wrong with that you call that right. what do you want him to like ball all the time he's, he's uh, insensitive most of the time that would be and, awesome. and dickish He's like, eh. Stark is like whining the whole time. He's always like, eh. It's Parker funny walks in. It's eh. like, I have something that'll pull you away from your meeting. <laughs> he like tears up, you know. I'm sorry, General. I'll have to call you back. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> it is awesome to see, I mean, both in Fargo and in Zoe, in this episode, you see oh, how man. far they've so come. Right. You were so mm-hmm. right. I mean, Fargo is almost a non-person in this yeah. episode. Oh, you yeah. know? I mean, I mean he was barely able to hold his, his own on that late 90s video conference machine. Hey, that yeah. was, I love the, the Cisco product placement, too. Yeah. It's like, really? That's, that's all you can bring? Remember that when you know, that we, was we hard? Skype, right? <laughs> yeah, and G+. Plus, you know? Yeah, well, that's funny. It's like, I mean, even... Even what is it? Five years ago, that tech was actually not yeah. as laughable as it looked right there. No, you're right. I mean, like easy, you could video conference, but it was hard. Whereas, right. you know, and 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 Cisco, those products that they sold were. You remember they used to run that TV ad. You remember that it was like the soldier, like oh yeah, the in TV the tent ad. with where he was. It was a Cisco ad. It was this soldier going in this. He would go in this tent. Actually, and then I do he would remember talk that. Talk to his daughter. Talk to his daughter on the laptop or whatever. Uh, yeah, I do remember. Oh that. yeah, yeah. And that was like a big deal and everything. And now it's like, what does he have? Skype. 
<laughs> now he just picks up his iPhone. Like, yeah. hey, sup? He does a Google sup? Plus hangout with all the, <laughs> the world leaders okay. of Summit. Sup? <laughs> That's what they ought to do. I mean, forget all this, like, you know, encrypted high tech stuff. <laughs> Everybody could just do all the world leaders should just do a G plus hangout and get drunk. I think what's funny I, you know what would be great. You know, Fargo's sitting there doing his presentation. He goes silent for a few seconds, and the general goes, Five seconds of silence, drink." <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's funny that uh, Stark created a self-aware AI that no one could tell was even you know even suspected was not human. And yet, that's the video conferencing <laughs> that they're well, using. Well, to the point where um, Joe got it on with him. <laughs> He's fully like, functional. <laughs> she didn't think that man was better than machine. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that that's just to show how realistic uh, this creation was and how... Um, that's what she said. Well, <laughs> well, it's exactly why Stark decides to... Um, to protect him because it's like it start. He said it. It started out as a as a project, and then it's no. It's like oh wow! I just created a person. Um, okay, this cannot be dissected by government, and kind of went underground with him. You know, Audra pointed out when we were watching it, and and I I think she's totally right. You notice how the relationship between uh, between Carter and Stark is is kind of established relatively early on, and. Already, like, like uh, Audra pointed out that that uh, uh, early on when, in the when episode, Carter's talking yeah, to Allison, yeah, he's like, well, if if Stark is lying, then he must have a reason. And I was like, that's yeah. cool, you know. He gives him a break, like, or, or he gives him the benefit of the doubt instead of just writing him off, you know. You know what they do that I really respect and wish I did more? They separate like from functional dealings, you know. Like, they, he doesn't like Stark; he can't stand Stark. But he, that doesn't mean that he won't treat him respectfully for work or that he won't give him benefit of the doubt. In other words, he doesn't think he's evil. He just doesn't like him. Yeah. And that's hard to separate, you know? Yeah, a lot of people have a real problem with, uh, with pulling the emotion away from the professional, uh, from, you know, the professional you know, attitude. And by a lot of people, he means me. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> and me. Yeah. Totally. And me. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I really <laughs> I really don't like Stark. I mean, I think he's a good character, but you know, if I were in the show, I would be like I'd I'd it would be hard for me to be around him at all. Really? You know, yeah. What 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 I like about him is is what what brings what he brings to the show. Like I mean, in in the later season you get a lot of, you know, everybody's on the same team and stuff like that. And it, it, it's kind of, I think it's kind of all right that we have this kind of antagonism amongst the people of Eureka. It, yeah. it, it makes for some interesting storytelling, I think. It really oh, yeah, does. definitely. You know, speaking of amongst the people of Eureka, you're talking <laughs> this kind of network that crosses back over on itself a bunch. I had another kind of... Uh, epiphany about the beverly conversation <laughs> so okay, okay so i was thinking um on one hand uh beverly is supposedly you know doing therapy with like pretty much the whole town right all at once it's the world's right. largest group session no i mean apparently they're doing I'm individual sessions but yeah. she's she's talking to everybody and what i was thinking is okay first of all 
it's considered not appropriate for professional counselors or whoever, doctors, whatever, to do therapy with people who know each other. Um, unless those, you know what I mean? Like you could do, those people could consent to be in a group, but it's considered unprofessional to do like individual therapy with people who know each other out in the world because so like most families wouldn't attend separately right. the same. Exactly. Like a brother right. and a sister okay. or whatever would not go to the same therapist or, you know, or even if you knew someone, it, you know, they would try to avoid doing that. So on that note, it doesn't make sense that she would be, you know, dealing with all these people who are all interconnected and all know each other. But it occurred to me, okay, so maybe there's an exception with Eureka. Maybe it's because it's such a kind of national security issue. It's top secret and they can't have a whole bunch of different people in there. So they've made kind of a, a trade-off where they're going to have one person who can keep all the secrets. Right. But then that raises the other question, which it's a freaking like national security issue. And you have all these people's privacy and all of their secrets. And a lot of those secrets relate directly to the security of the world. And yeah. Yet here's this one person who has access to all the most intimate and vulnerable moments with everyone in the town. That's and it turns out that she's an intelligence officer for somebody else. Womp womp. So I want to know what kind of clearance do you have to have <laughs> to have that job, and how did she get it? Hmm. <laughs> Chuck just made a, a gesture which suggests he knows yeah, yeah. how she got it. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that whole congressman episode. With the, <laughs> Sorry, the ultra ski going oh, on. Oh God, that guy. Oh, I can't you know, stand that guy. Although one one could argue that Counselor Troy is in the same position. What missionary? <laughs> <laughs> You got the one. Not the point off I was trying laugh. to make, but okay. <laughs> He's like, but it's better, so go with it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's roll with that. Well, the other thing is, it's just breaching like protocol, breaching what it's supposed to be all the time. Like when uh, Carter, you know, storms off after getting really mad at Zoe, and they're at Beverly, you know, and Beverly and Callister and Zoe are all standing there, and Callister's like is he always that mad? And Beverly's like, we're working on it. And I'm like, dude, you're <laughs> talking about like, you know, they're just not supposed to talk about that yeah. kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, that that's an interesting point though. You make a, you, you make a good point that it wouldn't counselor Troy be in the same boat. Yeah. But she, yeah. you know, releases it every so often by crashing the ship into something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She just stores it's her it all drive. up. <laughs> <laughs> She just stores it all up and then every so often crashes the ship. <laughs> I'll show you. I'm going to take half this ship, blow it up. <laughs> take the other half of the ship, ram it into a planet. Only when she gets an SMS saying ram it in. To, you know. What? Well. <laughs> so you're saying that Picard Didn't really was think that through. Troy. Yeah. Didn't really think that through, I'm afraid. Mm. I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> yeah. I guess that is kind of weird. I mean, if, if Deanna was talking to... Oh, and it's even worse because they're on that ship and they can't really leave. They can't leave. go anywhere else, yeah. I mean, how'd That's you like to be trapped... First officer near the end. How'd you like to be trapped on a ship where everybody talks to the same counselor and nobody can go anywhere? That that just sounds like a problem. You know what would be great? You could turn it into a sitcom, like make Deanna also just like a really bad gossip. <laughs> so basically, Beverly. turn her into Neelix? Yes. Like, instead of Tuvix, have, like, a yep. combination of Deanna and Neelix. 
Devix or Deanna and Pam from, uh, you know, from Archer. <laughs> I'm not up on my Archer. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's cool. We'll we'll talk about it later. It's it's worthwhile. She's a bit of a gossip. Let's just put it that way. But I mean, we know that Beverly like opens the you know spills the beans on everybody here coming up pretty soon. Is that what and, they're calling it now? And you know, and she goes back to her job after that. I'm like, how? I don't understand. In a tent because think, they burn her house down. I think. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she's like down on Wall Street, like, no, I really live here. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> That's Occupy great. She's living in a tent and she's got a solar car. I mean, wow. She's very green and crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a joke on that one. It's just not coming to me. I had some. No, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this also was the episode of the infamous line. You guys should have switched to Max. Yeah, that, was that was funny. Awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. And actually, the the other line that um, came up was um, the uh, I think it's the start of a recurring thing the uh, the buy you a cup of coffee thing. Oh yeah, right, yeah, that does between Carter and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I I listened to it. I'm like, wait a minute, is that the start of something? Yeah, yeah. That's when they start doing the coffee thing. Yeah, I love that scene where they're um, pinned against the fence though, and uh, uh-huh. oh, and he's like. <laughs> What? I said, ah, boner humor. Well, I thought that was funny because some, you know, it doesn't quite fit in with the other kind of humor that they've been trying to do on the show. Like there's this super clean kind of like Bob Saget full house humor. You know what I mean? It is. It is. It totally and then, is. And then like juxtapose with this boner humor. Seriously. Like, and you kind of get... I don't know those two extremes. It's just very funny, and I, and I love how she like she reaches down to try to grab. Him. He's like, "Don't, don't!" Ah. And she gets <laughs> that look on her face. It's just hilarious, and I'm like, you know, it's so funny because going back and forth between Full House and like adult comedy, mm. um, and eventually they settle out, you know, in the middle or, or maybe closer to the adult. But mm. I think I still think the best part about that scene was when Joe comes back from around the shed and goes. You know, guys, I shut the fence down a while ago. <laughs> That's just mean spirited. I know. Yeah. You know, I I kind of I like that humor too, and, and I thought that moment was cool because it's very Eureka to like keep it PG, sort of, but but yeah. to let you know that they know that this is where it's going. I like the PG, though, with them pushing the envelope at the same time. Yes, I don't exactly. like it PG because it feels like there's nothing to say. Right, you know? right. And I think that's not what they're doing. I think they're, they're, they're insinuating heavily in this case, but all the time they're a little kind of sideways jokes like that. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, the kids will miss. they get a lot miss, more later. Like, but, like Joe ends up having all those little one-liners. And, <laughs> There's plenty of backdoor access for everybody. <laughs> that didn't come out right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Phrasing. Yeah, it's pretty much when around the time Zane gets on the show, I think that things start growing up that way Speaking a little bit. Speaking of which, anybody <laughs> think it's weird that Joe and Zoe are again going after the same guy? <laughs> Oh, damn. Well, I guess it's, it's a pre-going after the same guy, but yeah. It's like, this was the first one. <laughs> it's pre-go. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not, uh, what's his name, you know? Her first squeeze on the show. Who, Joe? Taggart? Yeah. Oh, That'd be wrong yeah. if it was Taggart. Zoe and Taggart? That's uh, a little weird. No, that's a ski-delicious. So, I, I know that uh, Callister is a robot and everything, but how old is he supposed to be? Because... 
like Joe, I, I take it Joe's, I'm guessing at this point in the show, maybe, I don't know, 28. So is he like, uh, is like he what? like Commodore 64 age or is he like, uh, or, <laughs> he's a Vic 20 <laughs> or is he, or is he like, you know, early IBM age or is he like, I don't know, PC junior age. What are we talking well, about? Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, I don't even know how old the actor is because, like, he has this really boyish look. He's got a round face. He's got that kind of husky, like, but but boyish voice. He's got a shaggy head of, like, Dennis the Menace hair. And Dude, yet, like when. Cyrex or something like that. Yeah. Six. And when he was standing there with Joe, like, when she kissed him, you could see that he's, like, probably eight inches taller than her and, and, like, big. You know what I mean? He's, like, a big guy, considering that he looks like a boy. Um, and I was just like flummoxed by that. I'm like, I don't get it. You know, like Zoe, he kind of connects with Zoe. And then obviously he had something with Joe, but there's like a pr- probably more than 10 years. Age difference got around, man. I know. Yeah. I know. And I just can't figure like, is he supposed to be like 21 or Fargo's like, even the robots getting more action than I am. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. For now. Anyway, that changes later yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, Fargo becomes a, a tour de force later on, which Bounce is awesome. About, but, oh, wait. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Zoe's hair in this episode, um, someone tweeted, I think it was today or, or yesterday. Um, That's Raggedy Ann Red. It is Raggedy Ann Red. It is. I, I, I think it was the nerdy bird on Twitter. Um, and she said, I hate it when uh, redheaded female characters from uh, fantasy movies or Disney movies or whatever get turned into this color red in costumes. And it showed like a chick dressed up in a Little Mermaid costume with that raggedy and red hair. Uh, you know, suggesting that if a character has red hair, why not just go like a natural red for the costume instead of this kind of ridiculous like Ronald McDonald cosplay or whatever? I don't know. I think it has a place. Because I think some in some cosplay they're really looking to like make it feel like an, a, animation almost to make yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and that kind of helps with that. I think, but I, I well, think it depends on the style of the cosplay. Yeah, right? yeah, depends mm-hmm. on what they're going for. You know, it was just funny that I had just read that like today, and then here's Zoe in this like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was true. it was pretty bad. I, I wasn't. A I like that Carter finally figured out the correct answer to that, which is, oh, it's great. You know, which solves the problem. You know, you can fight about it. Or you can just be like, that's really nice, honey. I think it's awesome. And like right at the end, she's like, I'm going to change it back. And he, she walks out of the room. He's like, oh, thank God. It's a good Carter moment, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is one of those episodes, too, that does kind of uh, mess with you technically because they want to cover some of this ground in Eureka. And I'm glad they do. Um, but this is one of those ones where you kind of have to just not look too close technically, you know, just, just let it go. And, uh, and there's more of that down the road. Of course it's worth it. I think. Hey, did anyone else think that that storage house where, um, they basically catch Stark that shows up again later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, where they catch Stark and, and Callister with like half his arm peeled off. Did anyone else think that looks like the storage house where Brett does his angry dance in Flight of the <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Eugene to show up with a big tenor sax. Should rotoscope him in behind him. <laughs> <laughs> it is Eugene who plays it, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, awesome. the warehouse they have in Eureka. It's just an old warehouse they keep for, you know, in case you need an old warehouse. In case there's someone who needs to yeah, do it, illicit or shady things and yeah. hide out. It's like this is a government-run facility that is apparently like the most top secret in the nation. And, it has and an you've got a rusted old <laughs> shack that apparently nobody's gone into and looked at all the big Android building technology that's within it. No, so like, rusted little shack. Rusted little shack, yeah. Now, admittedly, this is Eureka. Oh, shack, baby! <laughs> and it has been there since the 50s. 40s. Is, is this the one, uh, is this the same shack where later on Captain Old Spice and, and Beverly are working on the... No, thing. I don't want to give that away. But no, but it is the same one that uh, Stark is in later doing his secret lab stuff with. the. Uh, <laughs> it's the secret shack. It's it's Stark's secret. Sh- but, you know, I, I guess in hindsight, it's not it's plausible that there would be something like that. It's been around since the 40s. Mm-hmm. You know, remember the 40s? Yeah. So, I mean, there's no it seems like you would have some like older kind of more rundown storage buildings somewhere in Eureka. Where they would have just moved on and maybe not really. Done yeah, there's got to be a bad it. part of town, no matter what town it is, right? <laughs> it's the part where those people with lower, you know, math SAT scores go <laughs> the wrong side of the tracks, you know. You you know you know what I really liked about in at the end there um, when you see the damage to uh, to Callister. Mm-hmm. You know what that reminded me of? A Borg Terminator? No, no. Think video games. Think Mass Effect, the huh? Geth. It was such oh, a Geth yeah, type it is, of. Yeah. It was such a Geth color scheme and like kind of that torn away look. It's like that's almost, that's that's Geth. That's true. It had that kind of blue green exactly yeah. system and yeah, that was awesome. I was thinking at the end when he like turns gray. I thought that was like. It was so... He borgifies. Yeah, when we oh, were at the yeah. bus station and he's like, he's all ashen-faced and laying there and, and Zoe's like, it's Callister. Something's wrong. And I'm like, Zoe. Be <laughs> <laughs> good. Chuck's like, that's awful. <laughs> that was sad. It was all, it was so bad. He looked just like him, though. Oh. Oh. See? See, oh. I told yeah. you. Did anyone else think it was funny that uh, we find out that Stark drives a late model uh, seven series BMW? No surprise there. I know. <laughs> I'm like, he would drive a BMW. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I won't argue with that. I mean, he he is a B, he is the BMW type. I, I, it took me a minute to realize it was Stark's car when Callister pulled up, and I'm like, man, for a hitchhiker, he's got a nice ride. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, seen- I, I, I did think it was a little uh, heavy-handed riding when it's like, where are you going? Anywhere but here. Yeah, it was. Like, no, that is, that's what she'd do. It's totally. Well, then again, if, if it's the mind of teenagers, that also, is Yeah. Well, well said. Yeah. Which is why it'd be weird that he was hooking up with Joe. She's like 30. Okay, well, let's say he's like 24. (laughs) He could be 50. Yeah. In computer years. Remember, he's probably only like a year and a half. (laughs) Robbing the cradle, are we? (laughs) Wow. That's a new record. Yeah, Joe, it's it's much worse than you think. Joe (laughs) likes him young. I don't know. Yeah, it it was a little heavy-handed when he's like, anywhere but here. But uh, I also (laughs) thought it was funny that, that Zoe 
like she kind of became attached to him very quickly. They had like this one kind of four minute conversation on Beverly's steps. And then she's like running off with him like, Oh, I'll take care of you. <laughs> what was great though, is that on Beverly's steps, when Carter gets all mad and he storms up all three of them, Callister, Zoe and Beverly, they all look guilty. He's like, what I, know what, that was funny. I know what you did. I know what you did. And then it's like, Ajit Gandahavi? Yeah. Chuck said the same thing. He's like, he left. He's like, all three of them look nervous. <laughs> they do. And they are for different reasons, you know? Exactly. And then it turns out to be Zoe. It's like, oh, God. The one. The one that's not going to be a problem, you know? Exactly. Damn it. I think it was some good uh, character building between Zoe and Carl. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. That's it's the like, only thing I forgot about this episode. That was the thing is that they're still building that relationship. And he's until this point, he's never really said, like, look, it doesn't matter what you do. I'm not going to get rid of you. Yeah, until that was now. awesome. Yeah. And that, that I think that goes a long way towards her starting to feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, she needs to hear that. People need to hear that from their parent or whoever that you know no matter how bad it is their parents especially when the them. parents is previously being an idiot and going i'm done with you it's yeah. like eh, eh, watch what you're saying there buddy it's one of those things that you say in anger and don't realize you know, you know how the like when you're a, when you're like a law enforcement officer and your daughter is steals someone's identity and uses their credit card that might be one of those moments where it kind of... If you think about it, that it really is kind of a very serious... It's pretty damn far out. This isn't like, you know, she stayed out a little too late or something. I mean, yeah. or dyed her hair. This is like she committed a freaking felony, you know? Yeah, right, but is. you see how quickly he realizes um, the, the difference when it was the, to get a bus ticket. Yeah. And then he realizes that she didn't think that she that he wanted her there at all. Yeah, that's kind of a kick in the gut. But she yeah. said she said a bus ticket to Eureka. Yeah, yeah. Remember, she just showed up on the doorstep. Yeah. Oh, so she was talking about when she first arrived. That's yeah. how she got there, right? Okay. Yeah, she didn't. Joe like, brought her, her over. Didn't, yeah, her mom didn't fly her out or anything like that. She literally just ran like, away. Yeah, she ran away to her dad. Yeah. And that's why it hurt her so much because it's like he basically rejected her for doing that. Yeah, and he didn't know the whole story, I guess. Exactly. Neither She's did pissed she. off because she committed a felony. Yeah. <laughs> right. She is, so, she is a handful, I mean, but I'm glad that he apologizes must, to her. and and, and teach her. us that felonies are okay if they're justified. <laughs> if it's for a good reason, you can steal all you want. Steal away. I love that conversation oh. that she has with Vince. Oh, yeah. You know, when she's like, she's like, uh, my dad hates me and he's like uh what did you do and you look at his face and it's so without judgment you know what i mean he just has this kind of honest like oh well what did you do and and then she admits yeah okay it was me and um, <laughs> yeah she's not used to it everyone either. just assumes yeah she's not used to people giving her a chance to speak and and treating her like a person yeah she's she's jumping to those conclusions like oh well how, why do you assume that it's all my fault and He's like, is it? <laughs> yeah. is. Did did he say yeah. that? <laughs> well, no. Yeah, I love that. Oh, he said that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not really. No. <laughs> Vince uh -oh. is so great. I wish. I, I don't think we'll ever get it, but it would be. A it would have been cool if we had a Vince episode. Yeah. I don't pay you to talk. You don't pay me at all. <laughs> 
I love his little like where's Waldo style hat. <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> it kind of it makes me wonder though, like if, if nobody pays for any of the food or, or beverages or anything, what motivates the people who have to like clean and do the dishes? They get and- paid. It's all paid for by the government. You know what mm-hmm. it is? It's oh. like a Google campus. <laughs> You know how those big, I was going to say, you know how those big companies have like free soft drinks? So it's not like a New Caprica or something? Well, they have free personal chef. Nice. There you go. I want to live in Eureka. Me too. <laughs> I remember the, the cafe is gone now, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, well. Season, season yeah, finale. yeah. It'll be yeah, back. Yeah, but they've, they've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's Eureka, man. I mean, stuff like that happens in Eureka. You can't. Hey, exactly. I meant to ask you guys in, in that scene with the the fence, the magnetic fence or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, Otherwise known as the excuse to, uh, yeah. To make a boner joke. <laughs> yeah. Is that the same place? Don't they come back there later on yes. to that woman who has the, uh, the farm or whatever with the eggs? Remember that lady chicken farmer? Oh yeah, and, and that's also I think the same uh, oh, the same yeah. place where the uh, where the 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 crash is. Yeah, you know later. No, what's that? Are you so and so? Ja. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's awesome. Like they have like one ratty shed in Eureka, and they, they also have, have like one farm, yeah. one farmhouse, one fence, one cow. Moo. The Eureka cow. Actually, it's half a cow. Well, now it's a cup of cow. Yeah. Well, they iced and shattered cup all the ones cow. in the beginning. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a new drink, cup of cow. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, Eureka is very efficient that way. They only show us. I I still think too. Like like you notice the license plates. Like Eureka has its own license plates. Yeah. And like we talked about, I always wonder what happens when they leave, you know? Do they stop and change the plate or do they just go out with this Eureka plate? There's oh, it's no like, it's like the, the transporter. You just press a button and it flips over like Colorado or something. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I always wanted one of those when I was a kid because I thought it was like James Bond. I thought it would be awesome to have like... A flipping license plate? Yeah, I thought about making <laughs> one for my car. Nice. You know, so like if you... It would be good for all kinds of things. Like if you were out cruising and you flipped off some jerk, you know, you would, you could later on, you could flip the license plate and you wouldn't even know it's you, even though you look the same and you're in the same car. <laughs> you know, but still. Yeah, because he's going to look at your plates and not your face. Absolutely, yeah. He wouldn't remember the face attached to the finger that was flying at him, but instead, you know, it would, he'd write your plates down. And so I hadn't thought it all the way through, but I did want one. <laughs> I also wanted an oil slick because, you know, in case he did decide like to Like in video you. games where you always like sploot like the oil. Like And I wanted yeah. a blue shell as well. And like a, a bag of jacks that you could throw out the bag. <laughs> there's a name for those. I can't remember what they are, but there's actually a name for those little things. You know, you can make them out of staples. Or you could use jacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I Have you seen those new Texas plates? Um, that some people have around here they're pretty cool they're nope. um they're all black with uh white letters on them mm-hmm. and they look really good on black cars <laughs> like it's it's got it's like black and then it's raised up like a what do you call it like a relief that says texas on it and i think it's got like a black star yeah there, are, there are like 50 some odd plates you can get now in texas yeah, that one looks cool 
Yeah, up, up here there was a couple of novelty ones. There were some for the Olympics, uh, oh, but neat. there's also one for that all uh, veterans are eligible to get. Oh, that's cool. The, the side effect, though, is that the first group of people to get them were all the senior citizens, so it's now become ubiquitous with calling them senior plates. <laughs> nice. So it's like, uh-oh, watch out. Like you got the little L tag for people that See, are that's, learning. That's the benefit of not sending, you know, your whole army to war every 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> your veterans are still mostly old people. Are there, we're not going to make them slap a magnetic S on the back of their car. I so. our, really? veterans are like, our veterans are like no, college no, no. students. They have, there were some people that were um, recommending that they do that based on the L and N programs here for learner and novice. They're like, you have to Let's have, have an S L for or people that fail. Uh, you have to have an N for novice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like this little magnetic little glow <laughs> kind of thing on the back. So you go from being a loser to a nerd. They do that uh, in autocross. You can run in a novice class, but you have to put an N on the car. They also in in road racing, SCCA road racing, they make you put an X on the car. Most people do it with like, you know, tape. You'll see it. Why an X? I don't know, it's easy to do with tape, probably. I no, don't I mean, know. Like Actually, a there, there were enough or? people that were either chopping down the little ends or making their own because they were the the tag was too big that they went back and made like a really small version of it. So that nice. People would actually use the legal uh, tag. Wow. That's so funny. Yeah. I remember it, it reminds me of when I moved down to Texas and they had the, um, like what I came from New York and the New York license, uh, your driver's license or whatever it would have in like small red letters, Somewhere on the license, it'll say like under 21 if you were under 21. But in Texas, when I got here, now I don't think they they changed it again. But when I got here, they did a thing where. Yeah, it's stamped across your face. It is. It's like stamped like in huge diagonals, like under 21. And if you were under 21, your your photo was taken at a profile. And I think they've changed that now. Oh, okay. But like you could just look at the license and if the face was front on, basically. What's drinking age in California? I'm sorry, in Canada. Uh, 19. Is that a federal or is that by province? Uh, federal. Oh, okay. Okay. And actually what was funny is that my, my, in, my, in high school, a lot of people, I didn't do it, but a lot of people in my class had it real easy because before they introduced a bunch of tags, the 84 was very easily scratched off to be an 81. <laughs> oh. Just scratch off that little part of the four, and now it's a one. And oh, look, now we can. <laughs> a lot of people are doing this. Somebody offered to buy my life or to buy my driver's license. I actually remember when I moved to Florida at one point, I I got a Florida driver's license, and I didn't actually I, I didn't notice anything about it. They just gave it to me, and I moved on. And one of my friends at school was like, "Where did you get this?" And I'm like, "The DMV," you know. <laughs> Because apparently they used like uh, back then they used to use a, a blue background for under twenty. I mean for over twenty one and yellow for under twenty one. And okay. I, I had a blue background on mine. They just the date was correct on it, but they just looked at me and didn't even think about it and put me in front of the blue thing, and I ended up with a blue background. It was kind of funny. <laughs> I think probably twice in my entire under twenty one, you know, going to bar career, did somebody actually ask me for an ID. <laughs> you know, it was uh it was awesome because a couple weeks ago we were out with friends and uh, this lady and i were together like uh, ordering a beer and both of us got carded and we're like 
are you serious? And the girl's You're like, like yes. The girl's like, yeah. And we're like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. That's another thing is that, you know, Cafe Diem, like, I don't know, it, it, it doubles and triples as all kinds of things. It's like, it's where people go for dinner. It's a bar. It's a coffee shop. It's a coffee yep. shop. Yeah. It's like it's a, a town it's a meeting town place. Meeting house, yeah. It's like a little bit of everything, which is kind of cool in a way. I mean, I wish there was a place like that near me, you know? Third space, man. Yeah. I wish there was like a place like that. I know. I know. I love there that idea because it's, it's very community oriented. You know, people can go and meet up and it's like a kind of a central hangout. And, yeah. and at any point, it seems that <laughs> in if high you, school, we called that the Denny's. Yeah. Well, yeah, but exactly. But there's just nothing like that. It seems. Mm. Yeah, yeah, small towns still have things like that sometimes, but like where we are, there's really not. Not, not so much. I mean, anybody think it was weird that in a government facility like that, uh, uh, an effective hobo could just wander into town? <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing. <laughs> the town technically, and we never really talk about this, but the town supposedly isn't blocked off. You know, it's not like you're not allowed to go to it. I mean, like. Carter people, just people drives through, through it, yeah. you know, Carter right. bumbles into it at the beginning, right? That's true. <laughs> I you know, then again, you know, you, you see in many different instances, them talking about like very top secret stuff in public. And there's a whole, I mean, like that whole walkthrough that when Callister was walking into town and, you know, like you see all these kind of super futuristic things happening all around him and. Yeah, they are a little free with that. It's kind of eyebrow raising. It's like, guys, guys, keep it on the down low. Maybe they have a perception filter. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be handy, wouldn't it? I need one of those. I hadn't thought about that, though. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Eureka's a weird place. Indeed. I have a note when I I, I watched this episode a few days ago, but I have a note here that says George Jetson. Do you have any idea what that would mean? Hmm. Where would that apply? It's earlier in the episode, before the buy you a cup of coffee thing. Oh, yeah, because he's flying in the, you know, when he's oh, fixing the Henry. traffic light. Henry. Oh, the, Henry's in the yeah, floating the, bucket. The, yeah. Totally. The bucket. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> it reminded, like, apparently it reminded me of George Jetson. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I Man, those Santa Barbara cartoons like that had the the most badass themes. I thought yeah. it was awesome that the Jetsons and the Flintstones were essentially the same show. Oh yeah, just in different times, you know, <laughs> just five thousand years apart. And the Simpsons. I guess. Well, the only the main difference that I can think of is that the the gender separation was a little bit more like obvious. In well, the they're set in different time periods, but yeah, I and I don't mean. Yeah, I mean, they were made in different time periods. Like, obviously, the Flintstones are set in the far past, but, I mean, they're really set <laughs> in the 50s, you know? Right. Well, different time periods from each other? Well, oh, you meant, I'm sorry, I, I said the Simpsons. and I No, no, the Flintstones and the Jetsons, I mean. I thought they were pretty similar. They are similar, but, but Fred and Barney have a lot more machismo than George Jetson does. Yeah, that's because George Jetson's yeah. a weenie. <laughs> he's a putz. He's he he's kind of a yeah. He's sort of a beta, beta male compared to and putz. Yeah, he is a putz. <laughs> it's true. Jetson. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, he, he is a putz. And I think he's supposed to be. He's like the weenie version, like... like he's uh, your prototypical middle management guy. Yeah, yeah he is. Totally. Totally. Awesome. And, and that's interesting, because when you think about it, like, uh, you know, Fred is like a worker. Fred, like, goes in yeah. and he, he, like, moves rocks, whereas, like... He's like a blue-collar, yeah. like, factory-type dude who goes to have a few beers with his buddies after work and... Yeah, and is a member of the Elk Lodge and crap. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, Actually, he's closer to the Simpsons. The Buffalo Lodge, yeah. But yeah, yeah. And, and then the, um, yeah, but Jetson is just a weenie. But you know what else? We actually had a moment like that, too. Uh, they opened one part of the big flyover uh, right up near where the meetup happens. Oh, yeah, the highways, uh, they, they built like a whole bunch of on-ramps and like clover leaf type things, and it, it looks oh. very Jetsons. So we went over it the other day, and as we were going over oh, it... Oh, that part of it's finally open. That's yeah, yeah, so yeah big like, swooping. As we went <laughs> over it, you know. They're like, which is the longest part? Take that! Look at how high up we are. He said rings are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, guys, it's about time to wrap up. You got anything uh, you want to add here in closing? Uh, you know, I was really pleased going back and watching this. I'm really glad I did. Cause for some reason I was thinking, eh, I didn't really care for this one as much, but I don't know what I was smoking. This was a good episode, a lot of good character development. Um, and it's fun. Like I said, to see how kind of, um, small Zoe and also Fargo start out on the show and how amazingly like just Are they central yeah. they, they become to the show later on. Um, and I'm also excited. I don't think it's the next episode, but coming up very shortly is, uh, the the Sarah episode. Oh yeah, it is within the next five episodes. I'm pretty House sure. House rules. Sweet, yeah. House yeah. rules. Yeah. Wait, wait. Is that the one, the lockdown one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking it's the other one. I, I'm looking for the one where oh, she's like, ja. Ja. Actually, yeah, we had one. an F this week episode a few weeks back called House Rules, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody posted in the comments. It's like, oh crap! For a second, I thought this was Saviorica, and I thought that you guys it had jumped ahead or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. a pun. We talked about house a lot. And he rules. Yeah. So I thought that the big picture of uh, his face would like, yeah. you know, give it away. But uh, it was in the forum. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay. Well. Uh, You're going to give Juan his turn? Of course, if he wants. I, <laughs> I was giving it to both of you, actually. It was a communal comment. No, yes. um. I, I, I know that this is not modern geek, but I think this episode has shown the dangers of cloud computing. So that's, that's <laughs> it. That's funny. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. From everyone here at Save Eureka and GWC, thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch Eureka or other fun shows with some of the friendliest people in geekdom, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you have something to add to the show, give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. Financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.